Hello and welcome to episode three of All About the Future. I'm joined by the one, the only, Nikosh Nath. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm living life up here in quarantine. Today, we're switching sports again, switching guys to Justin Fields. Nikosh, big Ohio State guy. Justin Fields, of course, transferred to Ohio State from Georgia. Let me just get your first thoughts. You know, of course, you've probably watched Justin Fields a bunch over the last year. What are your thoughts on him? Man, when I say, like, Ohio State's produced some good quarterback players, this guy is the most different. We went from J.C. Barrett. Well, I started watching when we had Braxton Miller, who's probably the most like Justin Fields we've had since him. We went to J.T. Barrett, who was prototypical. You're standing college quarterback. Then we went from Dwayne Haskins, obviously. You saw him go to the Redskins. But I think Justin Fields, in my eyes, has the best chance at being the best Ohio State quarterback to be in the NFL. I think he is the only quarterback, I think, that will lead us to national championship for years to come. And it, it has to be next year, obviously, because he will declare next year. And we were, we were yeah, close. So we were close. You were. You were. So I'll talk just a little generally about Justin Fields. I personally saw a little bit of him just growing up in Atlanta and around Georgia. I had a lot of friends that were Georgia fans. I wasn't necessarily a Georgia fan, but I definitely saw him play. And I never understood why he was not getting minutes over Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is yeah. great. He's a leader. He's what he is. But when he came in, he seemed like he, he just had that it factor, if that makes sense. And so he, of course, transferred from UGA because he failed to somehow failed to take over Jake Fromm's spot. I don't know if you say failed, but rather, you know, maybe a bad, you know, judgment call by the Georgia coaches and staff. Maybe not, though. I mean, Jake Fromm definitely led them to yeah, good no, things for sure. well. Yeah. You know, as, you said, as you said last year that he lost the college football playoff game against Clemson, in that game, he had a 65.2% passing average with 30 out of 46 passes, 320 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, 14 carries for 13 yards rushing, which is only a 0.9-yard average. And stats for last season, he had 67.2% completion rate, 3,273 yards. It's a 9.2-yard average per throw, 41 touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, that's a crazy touchdown-to-interception ratio. 41 yeah. to three rushing. He had 3.5 yards per rush on 484 yards and 10 touchdowns rushing. And then at UGA, he had a good completion rate. He had a bunch of rushing yards, had touchdowns, both passing and rushing. So this man seems like he is out of this world. When you look at the stats, I mean, it's, he maybe doesn't even get as much hype as maybe he should because there is a Trevor Lawrence in his class. And of course he just lost to Trevor Lawrence. So that performance, just take me back to that college football playoff game. Does that performance, it seemed a little below his average. We just talked 41 touchdowns to three interceptions last season. One to t- one touchdown to two interceptions in this game. Only a .9 yard average per carry. Does that performance worry you at all, considering it was a big game, he maybe performed a little below average? Right. You know, I mean, going into that game, Clemson was the better team in my mind. Their defense was obviously spectacular holding Justin Fields to a below-average game, as we as you just mentioned. I will say, though, on that last drive, that interception, you could people could say it was his fault, but in my mind, it was just miscommunication. Him and, him and I think it was uh, Benjamin Victor was the repetitive receiver. I think they just had miscommunication on the play. Obviously, he threw it right to a Clemson defender. I could get mad at him all I want, but at the end of the day, like, that was a great learning experience for him. He played a top-tier defense in that game, and I think that will only make him better for this season to come. 
Uh, as far as his stats from last season, the 41 to 3 touchdown interception rate is impressive. But when you look at the strength of schedule Ohio State played, it's it's impressive by by any means. But like like you said, he kind of underperformed against Clemson. So I I hopefully think that that game will exceed him next year. Okay, okay. So talking a little bit about we'll talk a little bit more about the positives with that 41 to 3. You can talk about the negatives too if you want, but you know, strengths and weaknesses of Justin Fields when you're watching him, what do you see from him? I just see a gamer, honestly. Like, if I were to compare him to any NFL quarterback, I would compare him to Russell Wilson immediately. That's what stands out in my mind. You know, a mobile guy that can that's very, very accurate and a guy that just makes plays when he's under duress in the pocket. And I just think that he exceeds an NFL quarterback to this day. And I just think that him and Trevor Lawrence will be two of the better quarterbacks from that draft class, obviously. Yeah, and so when I watched him, he seemed like he was really mobile. Like, that was what stood out to him, when, he, especially when he watched him at Georgia, because at Georgia, he didn't come in as he was going to play quarterback. He came in as, oh, he's a different look. And normally that different look was they gave it to him. He'd do a QB sneak. He'd do a run left or right. And he was crazy athletic. And then you'd see him pull out a throw that was like a 50-yard throw that was on the dot. Like, the guy didn't have to break stride. And you're sitting there, Jake Fromm probably can't even throw a 50-yard pass. And like, yo, what? But, like, what, what do you think are the keys? Like, you compared him to Russell Westbrook, what's the keys for him to make that next level? I just think, honestly, it's his decision-making. Decision Obviously, he threw those two interceptions late in that game, and which was what cost us a chance to go to the national title game. But, honestly, from, we, from a weakness standpoint, just more pocket awareness, I feel like. Ohio State line was very good last year, but you saw there was times where he could have just thrown it away or he could have just um, – it's a simple play or he had – or, well – there was times where he would just run a little crazy here and there and try and make a play. But I just think that'll come with experience. Obviously I trust um, our coaching staff. I trust Ryan day to coach him to the next level. And I feel like he'll be ready for the NFL next year. And I think he's going to have a big year next year, a sleeper Heisman candidate in my mind. Okay. Okay. So let's, I'll ask kind of a double question here. So you think that a national championship is what he can bring to the team of course, they brought in a lot of new talent, but they also lost a lot of talent. One to the draft and two signed players and such like that, like to J.K. Dobbins, strong running back, likes of Jonah Jackson, strong guard player, and then four out of the top six receiving entities that he would be using. So how does he, you know, take that loss of talent and really shine while also trying to lead a team to a national championship? Well, I feel like last year it wasn't really known as Justin Fields' team. I feel like, I feel like it was more known as Chase Young's team. From a defensive standpoint, obviously, our strong point was defense. You saw in the draft, two of the first three picks were Ohio State defensive players and Chase Young and Chef Okuda. And I just feel like now this year, it just really is year. And even from an offensive standpoint, it was more of J.K. Dobbins' team coming into the year. And it, Justin Fields kind of had to, like, build that resume, like, saying, like, okay, this is my team. I'm the quarterback. Let's let's ride my back. But coming into this year, it's, it's obviously all eyes are on him. And I feel like that will just make him even better, more poised to be a better quarterback. I feel like uh, our um, recruiting class is top five in the nation. So from an offensive standpoint, we shouldn't be missing out on too much. And obviously, J.K. Dobbins will be hard to replace. But I feel like from an offensive standpoint, we should be fine. And Justin Fields should be that team to excellence in the Big Ten. Yeah. And so you talk about, I think, the key for him, when you look at Justin Fields, for the next couple of years at least, there's going to be – Whenever you say Justin Fields, you're probably going to say Trevor Lawrence pretty soon after it, if you're trying to look right. at him in a player standpoint. 
So how does he compare to Trevor Lawrence, and how do you think he surpasses Trevor Lawrence in any way to maybe win a Heisman or lead a team to a national championship or possibly get picked over him in the draft? Where do you see them two being compared? Obviously, there's strengths and weaknesses to both quarterbacks. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is a much better pocket passer. I feel like he's excelled at that position for many years, and ever since he's come in to be Clemson's quarterback, that's what he's excelled at. But from a mobile standpoint, I think – Justin Fields hasn't beat. Obviously, we saw in the Ohio State game, Trevor Lawrence had a huge run against us, which would uh, kind of discounter my argument. But I also feel like um, Justin Fields is a tad bit more accurate. Trevor Lawrence has by far the better arm when it goes throwing it downfield. But I feel like Justin Fields, if he works on his uh, downfield, like passing a little bit more, he could be in the same conversation as Trevor Lawrence when it comes to the Heisman race. Okay. And so speaking of both of them, where do you see – I know this is hard because you don't know who's going to have the picks. But right. where do you see him being picked and where do you see Trevor Lawrence being picked? Well, according to, like, experts like Todd McShay and, like, all those type of guys, it, it's no doubt that Trevor Lawrence will be picked before Justin Fields. That's just how it's always going to be uh, – that's how it's always been. So, uh, actually, well, Justin Fields probably will go near top 10, maybe 15 range, but Trevor Lawrence will probably go in the top five. But, honestly, you never know because – Going into last year, we didn't think Joe Burrow would go number one at all. We thought Joe Burrow would, I mean, maybe be a second-round pick, and we thought Jalen Hurts would be, like, a top-ten pick. So, obviously, we have to see how the college season plays out. But as of now, I would say Trevor Lawrence would probably be a top-five pick, and Justin Fields would probably be around the 10 to 15 range. Yeah, and so in the NFL, you see players drop in drafts that maybe you don't expect to. I think we saw the likes of Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. He got People got picked over him that maybe people nowadays think shouldn't have. You see the likes yeah. of Lamar Jackson. You see him. The Lamar Jackson went very far down in the second. draft. Yeah. yeah. Right? So how do you see – Because, but those players, of course, shown. Lamar Jackson, maybe it took him a second, but they, they're now shining. So do you yeah. think that's the track that Justin Fields might take, or do you think he's going to be strong enough in college that people are going to expect him to perform right away? Well, I, you know what? All of his life, he's been he's been kind of like the underdog, you know. As you see at Georgia, like he was, he didn't get the job when Jake Fromm did, and you know at Ohio State, it wasn't always his team until last year he completely dominated. So I feel like it will be like a Lamar Jackson case or a Deshaun Watson case where he falls a little too low, and then he'll just have to shine and just earn earn his stripes. I mean, I feel like he's a very legitimate chance of being a Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL. I wouldn't say Super, super Bowl contender yet just because you don't know what team he's going to go to, but this guy is making to be have a long, successful NFL career, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think the – of course I said that this is what's going to happen when you talk about him. But in terms of him versus Trevor Lawrence, they're right now they seem like the two best quarterbacks out of the class. Personally, in my opinion, I think players – I mean, we saw, of course, you talked about that run by Trevor Lawrence, so maybe he's more mobile than we think he is. But Justin Fields, we know, is mobile. And I personally think that that mobility at that position, at the quarterback position, is the future of the NFL. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that Justin Fields could be one of those quarterbacks that brings in that future mobile position at the quarterback? Right. You know, I mean, I compared him earlier to Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is one of the few quarterbacks that brought the, mobile, the mobility to the NFL. You know, we've, we've seen it hand in hand. Lamar Jackson won MVP last year, and the majority of his touchdowns were on the run. We saw Deshaun, we've seen Deshaun Watson be more mobile, Patrick Mahomes more mobile. All of the top quarterbacks in the NFL are mobile, aside from like the, the bigs like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, 
guys like that. But like you said, perfectly said, the, the future of the NFL is moving to more, more mobility. And that's what we see NFL's playbooks looking to, more towards. And I feel like that if a team, if they were deciding between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, if their playbook's more play-oriented to mobility, then they might take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. We never know. Yeah, and I mean, with that mobility, going towards mobility, do you think that not even talking like based off of their skill necessarily, but based off of that fact that people want mobility more, do you think if like if it moves to that point of the game, do you think that could cause Justin Fields to maybe have a better NFL career than Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I for sure do. I mean, obviously, like they will both, I think, in my mind, have great NFL careers, but it'll come to that point in that mobility where they're it'll separate the two. Like, we'll see what happens. You know, um, we never want to wish injuries upon anyone, but mobility is what causes a lot of players to go through injuries. So, enough to rely on their arm a little bit more. And as of now, I think Trevor Lawrence has a better arm, which will save him in the long run. But if Justin Fields can maintain a balance in that pass and run game, I think he'll have a really good NFL career. I think that's definitely an interesting point because I think as these quarterbacks go mobile, you kind of think – Almost, I mean, I think the name that pops in my mind is definitely RG3, mm-hmm. Roger yeah. the third, just because, I mean, we know what happened to him. He was amazing, and then he got injured. And then you start to think, are quarterbacks moving towards maybe more of a running back, you know, lifeline in the NFL that, you know, running backs only last so long. When quarterbacks are playing into their 30s and into their 40s, maybe we'll see a switch where quarterbacks don't last as long, kind of similar to running backs if they do switch mobile, which will be kind of interesting. But as kind of a last question, a last two questions, what does he have to do to win a national championship? And will he ever be able to win a Super Bowl and an MVP, depending on where he goes, of course? Uh, wow. As far as a national championship goes, I think all the pieces were there last year. I think we had, their best, we had our best shot last year. Obviously, with Chase Young dominating, Jeff Okuda locking down the corner position, you know, J.K. Dobbins and the running back. But this year, he allowed to be near, nearly perfect. I mean, he had he had forty-one to three touchdown interception ratio, and that wasn't enough to do it. So I guess he'll have to be more perfect. He'll just have to. He, he has to like let the game come to him more in a sense. I think last year against the Clemson game, he tried to do a little too much on the running game. Like you said, fourteen carries for thirteen yards is by far not what you want to see from an uh, NFL uh, prodigy. So I just feel like. He has to let the game come to him. He has to trust Ryan Day's coaching staff. I think Ryan Day is an amazing head coach. I think he'll do wonders for Justin Fields. And as far as the Super Bowl goes, man, it just depends on what team he goes to. Honestly, I've seen a lot of mock drafts that's, that have him going different places. But um, he'll have to just do more of the same. We've seen uh, Russell Wilson's done in the NFL so far. Obviously, he's come short in the Super Bowl, really, by one yard. But I feel like if he follows the same path as Russell Wilson, that, has, that kind of has to be his, like, mentor and his guide just to, like, just to like have that typical NFL success and be a Pro Bowl slash maybe Super Bowl contending quarterback. All right. Well, so Justin Fields, certainly a very talented player. I think, like you said, this next college football season, if it happens, of course, it's still kind of yeah. up in the air at this point in time. But if it does happen, I think that's going to be key on – really how fast he can transition into the NFL just because like you said if he can figure out that you know letting the game come to him rather than going to the game I think that will translate better to the NFL and I think that like you said is why it's smart that he would go to Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has turned he was mobile but he's also more of a pocket passer as well so if he can bring that to his game then I think he becomes very dangerous 
Right, for sure. But that is it for episode three of All About the Future. Thank you, Nikosh, for coming in today. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Ethan. It was a, great, it was fun, a lot of fun. Good luck, good luck moving forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So we're still in this pandemic, but we're going on strong. Justin Fields, a talented player, NFL prodigy at Ohio State. That's it for episode three, and we will see you guys next time.